Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. And actually, today is a bit different because we are not two brothers, but three. My name is Alex, joined as usual by my brother Spence. What's up, guys? And now for the first time, our brother Zach. Hi. Zach, welcome to the show. Um, this is something that we've Thanks wanted to do for a little while now. We've talked about doing a Pokemon episode. Months. Zach, for, for, yeah, for months. Almost did it once. I forget why we didn't do it. Something happened where we couldn't do it. Conflict, yeah. And um, we made it happen this week. So as I said, yeah, today we're going to be talking about Pokemon, focusing hopefully on our first interactions with the series. Um, I'm sure Pokemon doesn't really need to be introduced, but just in case, I'll set it up a little bit. Um, Pokemon is a game originally developed by Game Freak and published by Nintendo. The original games were Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green, released in Japan in 1996. Uh, those titles might sound a little bit different to what people know of the series, um, but we'll get to that. Uh, there's a game about catching monsters, playful little monsters, some of them scary. And um, it ended up being a huge success. And then it eventually made its way to the U.S. as Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Now, when it came to the U.S., it was in 1998 at that point, super popular. They, uh, at that point, had an anime and a trading card game based around the, the video games. So those really helped to boost its popularity coming over here. Now, I don't know if you guys knew this. I feel like I knew this in the back of my head, but hadn't really thought about it at all. Um, in the U.S., the anime came to us first by 20 days. It came out on September 8th, 1998, and then the games arrived September 28th, 1998. So we had 20 days of Pokemon <laughs> the anime before we had the games finally got around. Go America! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I think it's funny. That's wild. When I was looking at it, they got through 15 episodes at that point, because remember, this was when the anime was like daily. So right. they had it every single day. And the SS Anna episode aired the same day that the Pokemon games came out. Wow. So, fun fact, yeah, Ash was already in Vermilion City. The previous episode, he had defeated Lieutenant Surge. And then everybody got to play the games. Um. Uh, so that's basically the humble beginnings of the franchise, which is now, I don't know if you guys know this, it's the highest grossing media franchise ever in the history of anything. Doesn't surprise me. Um, with an but, estimated yeah. $90 billion in total revenue, which is just like an insane, billion with a B, insane amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, we can just dive right in. So Zach, I don't know if maybe you have a memory of this or not. So like I said, the, the show came out first. I kind of feel like everybody watched the show immediately. Mm. And then the games, I would be willing to bet we probably got for Christmas. You know, probably. so even though, even though they had been out since September, I don't. I I would be willing to bet we probably didn't get them until that December. You know, right. So we were halfway through the first season almost at that point. By the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had Pokemon Blue, which I have right here. So my original yep. Pokemon Blue, the save battery is dead, unfortunately. Um, I had Zach, yet. which one did you have? I had, I had red. I do not have the game cartridge, which is why I wore this red shirt. And on. Oh, okay. Do you know where your does, Spence does Callan have the his I red cartridge? Actually, have it. I thought I did, but I was looking through it and it wasn't with my games. I have so no idea. Dude. I don't know yeah, if I, I stuck it maybe. somewhere. 
it might be in Callan's thing. Do do the viewers know about Callan, the fourth EB brother? No, we never we never mentioned Callan. I don't think. Yeah, he's uh-huh. what, four years old now. Yeah. So he's he's little a little. He will probably not be making any appearances anytime soon. Um, Future episode. Yeah, I don't know. I just just always thinking about it because mom's always asking me like, you know, oh, where are the games that Callan could play? Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe I had given him red or something because. I have, the I, last, I have no idea. The last time I saw it, it was in like a game bag on the coffee table. That was goodness, how many years ago? That that um, could do it. That could I do might it. have it in a box somewhere. Actually, I might have to actually check. All of my stuff is still kind of jumbled, but well, Zach had read at yeah. one point. <laughs> this is yes. the important thing. Yes. Um, I I would have been, I guess, five and a half at this point. Spence was what year to come out? just slightly over one year old, right? <laughs> yeah, that was one. This yes, is 1998. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and, I, and I remember, I guess I was in first grade, and I remember in school, the big thing was, the, was like the cards. Everybody brought their Pokemon cards to school. We traded on the playground. They the got banned for, for a little while. Yeah. And then when we had the games, you know, we'd had some of our friends would like come over and we'd like, we had a, um, is it still the same swing set that mom has now? Or is it, did we get a different mm-hmm. swing set? Yeah, it's it's the exact same one. Exact same one? Okay, exact same one. Uh, we would sit up in the top and we would yeah. connect our link cables and we'd play Pokemon with with all our neighbors and we'd trade and battle and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that was, no, that, that was great times. Um, yeah, I mean, you you pretty much had it. <laughs> that's all you had to say about I, mean, I mean yeah you're, you look like you had a thought there what were you going to jump in with you're like on I was going to say I should have grabbed all the cards that I have literally sitting in my nightstand because like yeah. th- like Callan's Callan is super into them now like he's been like collecting yeah. a bunch and he, he challenged me and Morgan to like c- the first to collect a hundred that's funny so like I have that's, like a bunch just sitting cool. in my in my nightstand yeah no that's so, see that's that's the cool thing is like how it's still such a thing because Relevant. like he's <laughs> starting to collect them and when he goes to school like they might do the exact same thing that we did right. how many years ago and like yeah. and like even you spent like you know you went through the same stuff like obviously playing with our thing so mine was more Yu-Gi-Oh, but man. that's for a whole nother yeah that's an interesting thing too quick sidebar we alex i'm pretty sure we played Yu-Gi-Oh like the card game more than we've actually played the pokemon game Right, the Digimon game. Well, because like, nobody oh played God. the uh, nobody played the card game it. version of, you know, like the competitive part of Pokemon. We we did a couple you know? of times, but we we played right. You know, we did, but like, and I know that we had Digimon. like a computer game that was just like you could play, right. you know, right. over and over. And actually, I just remember that I have the the Game Boy trading card game, which is really cool because it's kind of set up like, you know, like these games, yeah, uh, except you battle with with the cards instead of actual Pokemon. Um, but but yeah, with with the Pokemon trading card game, it was more the trading aspect was the thing that was most important to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, how many holographic Charizards did you get like, get That's your true. hands on? You know what I mean? Ooh, I remember even that mom had she went out and bought like one of those guidebooks to how what your cards could be worth. You know, so yeah, if we got like a a card that could potentially be worth something that we wouldn't just trade it away to somebody on the schoolyard for you know our eighth Pikachu. Yeah, you would be able that. to save it for a rainy day. You know, yeah. I still have. I can actually see my my thing from here. I'm not going to get up right now. Maybe I'll take a picture of it. But I actually have my card thing right over there, 
Liam just got a whole bunch of cards. I found um, a card case that he that he can put his in as well. You know, he has a whole bunch from Brenna. You know, so wow. the, the cards endure. Like, you know, maybe never endure. thought would have thought they would, yeah. but they do. Did you guys have have you guys uh, seen that meme where uh, the the kid found the holographic ancient Mew card after like fifteen years under his like deck? And it got all, it looked even more ancient and That's like funny. beat up because it was not there for like 15, 20 years or whatever. And so, like, they literally are timeless. The thing, the thing, like, looked like you could just wipe it off and it would be like it is now. So those are the ones that were like, was it like, that one was like a, like, like a heavier card too, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't actually like a I think so. normal. I, th- I think Brenna has one of those. I have to go back Speaking and look. Heavier cards. Do you remember those <laughs> stupid McDonald's? Uh, gold cards yeah that came in the pokeball yeah yeah like like the beanie babies we all thought that they would be worth so much money and i think they're what i think they're worth like five bucks ten dollars it's a collectible but i don't think yeah i I haven't looked at them because i don't know where any of mine would be but yeah and last thing about collectibles the thing that you set out to collect everybody collects and nobody actually wants you know right it's the stuff like later you know, like I said, I don't have that on the boxes for these, you know, right. but the boxes are super rare because nobody thought to keep them. You know what I mean? Is that why you started collecting all of your boxes underneath the TV stand in your room? <laughs> uh, no, not, not with like any idea of value in mind. But just okay. because I like the idea of having the boxes around. I mean, you laugh, but literally like the, probably the most expensive item I have in my collection is Pokemon Crystal, which is worth like a hundred bucks, you know, cause nobody kept just the case. For not just for the case, but for the game and the case, we you know, oh. complete, you know, because hmm. nobody like was keeping Game Boy boxes because they're like cheap cardboard, you know. But right. I kept all of mine, except for again this first generation, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So I got to get those someday. But until then, my collection is incomplete. <laughs> uh, so so let's talk about actually playing Pokemon the game. Yes. Um, what uh, What do you guys remember about? It's awful until you get the bike. It is yeah. so annoying until you get the bike. P- kids these days now don't know about the bike, especially with Let's Go, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Like, well, they because they also have running shoes. Exactly. Bikes like the running shoes were what Gen two or three? They were in Gen three, and then they started like, but you had to play for a little bit before you got them in Gen yeah. three, and then I think in right. four onwards they just gave them to you as soon as you started. Yeah, right. So I was, I was just like, I, I, I don't know. There's, there had to be a purpose. I don't know what that would have served. I mean, I guess building the tension while you're like hunting caterpies and for me burning down Meridian Forest, but like, it's excruciatingly slow until you get the damn bike. Well, I don't think that they probably like gave it much thought to be honest. You know, because if you right. think about like when it came out, especially when it originally came out like in '96 in Japan, you know. Like that was just the way that you know game yeah, RPGs RPGs were, yeah, where yeah. you just walked around, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of also like a trope almost like in every Final Fantasy game you get a it's true, yeah. All all those games it was like that, which is probably why I never really got into one because there was no bike or running shoes. So. Yeah. Yeah, it can be it can be well, a like real had, like marshes. My my peak memory of it is getting grounded from playing it because we played it too much where she took our game and the Game Boy away for, I think it was probably like a week because we were, you and I were just constantly like head down on the couch playing it. 
come home from school playing it, weekend playing it. And she was like, this is ridiculous. And, you know, we were kids, we didn't know, but that's like my, it's just funny. It's funny to me. Do you think that probably happened more than once? Because like, I don't remember any specific moment. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it was like, so like, I don't remember it as like it was a specific moment in time. I just remember it happened. Yeah, gotcha. it definitely could have happened a couple of times. I'm sure there was times, like especially for unrelated reasons that that was probably the object that was taken away from us and put on top of the fridge. Right. Um, but on top of the fridge. I, that's I, I remember it specifically with you and me, with red and blue, with our Game Boy Pockets, and it was which my Game Boy Pockets we are so Everybody can see that. Um, you have the yellow one. Yep. Moving through this, it's missing its screen though. It's like covered, like cover screen. My players on the screen, and I yeah. drilled it out and glued it back on. But that yeah, didn't line it up with the LED. I don't even know what happened to that. I have Kristen's purple Game Boy Color now, so. Yeah, I have I have so many other Game Boys, and I have my Retron that I can use to play it on on my TV yeah. as well. Um, yeah, but I was gonna say we also had those um, those like Game Boy lights that you would plug into like to the link cable spot, and then it was like yes. a little bendy light. So we probably also played them, you know, uh, after, after bedtime. bedtime. Yeah, it was probably yeah. bedtime. My mom came in, turned the light off, came right. into the pillow. Mm-hmm. We would have absolutely. We've uh, been playing it on the hour and a half car ride to dad. Or back, or back then, that would have been probably closer to two hour drive because the bypass yeah. wasn't done yet. Um, the lights, yeah, th- that it's like that. Um, the the meme gift where it's like like kids these days will know about you know having to like wait mm-hmm. until you hit the street lights to see the Game Boy. Because like mm-hmm. now everything is a backlit screen, but man, those those damn lights were a struggle. And the wires were such garbage that they constantly like wore out. So you kept having to buy new ones. Yeah, I actually, when I got, because I went out and I bought um, like the Game Boy, like a Pokemon Game Boy Color. And then I got like a magnifier with a light on it to go on top of it. Got it at the gaming convention. I got the light at the game. Yeah, too many games last year. Yep. Yep. I I had the Game Boy and I was like, this is really hard to play. So I bought a light for it at too many games. I remember those were a big thing when the advance was at was the, the little like magnifier screen with the light in it. I remember we had a couple of those. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that I, I remember also like learning to read or, or feeling like I learned to read by playing Pokemon Blue. You know, I have, I have one distinct wow, memory next. of running up to dad and I had... I guess we'll get to this, but like I played through the game. I restarted the game a couple times before I really got into it and like stuck with the playthrough to the whole way, the whole way through to the end. And I remember running up to dad That's and being like, um, it says it's gonna like erase my whole file. Like, what does that mean if I start a new one? And he had to like explain to me like, oh, well, it looks like, you know, if you want to start a new game, it's going to get rid of your old game. So you can't go back and play that again. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then you help I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably playing Pokemon Red. <laughs> yeah, you're too busy over in the corner. Spence, you were obviously, like we said, you were just over a year old, probably when we got these. Yeah. Um. So, when about do you remember picking it up? Um. Ironically, I remember the first Pokemon game I actually played was Pokemon Stadium. Oh, okay. 
because of Do a spin-off episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the the 64 that we had and like that was the easiest for me to play because there were mini games in it. And it helped me learn like what, you know, what the Pokémon were. Like what I think I was watching you specifically play it. And like that's how I learned like what the Pokémon were, what they mm-hmm. did, like kind of how how it works. And then you and me would like battle in the the head to head thing, and that's how I got the basic functions of Pokemon. Right. And then, I think, once you guys got silver, gold, and crystal, I don't remember what you covered. By the way, you had gold because I remember taking gold from you. I remember the first one that I actually like fully played was gold because I. I eventually got to the tower where you could capture Ho-Oh and I was, I remember specifically like sitting at the dentist, like trying to capture Ho-Oh for like, while you guys were getting your teeth cleaned for like two hours. Right. And I don't think I ever caught him. I I still don't think like if I were to put that into a Game Boy, I think it'd still be at that tower. I know you also at some point, um, I don't know how this came about, but mom somehow picked up, like a a bootleg combo cartridge of gold and silver, which I believe might actually be why there's so much confusion about who had these games. Um, but it's a it's a black cart that's got a picture of Lugia and Ho-Oh on it. Yep, I remember that. Yep, because it and it had the G and the S and and the little like font yep. and like the bootleg. I don't know how yep. she got it. She said she doesn't know how she got how it. How did she get that? But, but I found a couple like bootleg games, Game Boy games like that when I refound that one a couple of years ago and was like, uh, Mom wants to story on these. And she's like, uh, I don't know where they came uh, from. <laughs> so, did we ever actually play it? I, I wonder if that's that. I think, well, I think Spence played that. Range. Yeah, I, I did. I remember yeah. because it, it gave out like really quickly. And I was like, why isn't this working? And I think that's uh, when I picked up your goal. Because it was the dark cartridge. Everything makes sense now. It was, yeah, no, but it, that one, right? The, 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 yeah. the, uh, the haunted Game Boy game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You start out with ghosts or something like that. Um, While we're on the subject of a fake bootleg Pokemon games, I also, I don't know if other you guys remember (laughs) this, we also at one point somehow had, I don't know if this was something that we had from like Michaela or something, but we had, it was called Pokemon Diamond and it was not a Pokemon game. It was a real game. It played like an actual game. Are you sure this isn't the Mandela effect? <laughs> no, but when you but the cover of it said it was Pokemon Diamond, and someday I'm gonna figure out what game that was, and I'm gonna be like everybody like I played this game and thought it was Pokemon Diamond at the time, um, but it was another like black cartridge game with a sticker on it, which is a dead giveaway that it's a fake game. Pokemon Diamond. It was Dialga. That's an actual version isn't it no 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 that but that wasn't until ds so like this pokemon game if michaela brought it or whatever you know this would have been it was for game boy long yeah this would have been long before diamond actually came out yeah if you google pokemon diamond and jade you'll find it it's a it's a bootleg of a game called uh what uh, is it diamond and jade yeah pokemon diamond and jade you click on the wiki the wiki fang link okay um apparently it's like a uh it was like a game boy color sort of pokemon knockoff game that was never released in english but was hacked and bootlegged in the u.s as pokemon diamond and pokemon jade that Uh, is a very strange looking pokemon in front of it it looks like a monkey eel 
Because yeah, it's not really in deer, power. They, yeah, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> not a real that's book. funny. Um, Wait, you're saying that she's ever had this? I don't remember this box art at all. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that specific. Well, it wouldn't have been the box art. It would have been the like game cartridge version. But I remember that sort of snake-looking thing, a diamond. What? Um, like I said, I have no idea how. Bootleg versions it. of Keitai Denju Telefang. The power yes. version was used to make diamond. Speed was made to jade. Interesting. So there you go. That's crazy. That that's pretty funny, actually. The last time I googled that, nothing came up. So I'm surprised. I think it's funny that it's just like the famous bootleg of Pokemon Diamond. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this is famous, like. Yeah, I remember it. Let's talk about starters. Charmander all the way. Charmander all the way. With without a doubt, burned down for reinforcement. <laughs> I, I remember it was, it was uh, shortly, I think after I graduated, and I was feeling all the nostalgia again. Mm-hmm. Booted it up. I think originally on the pocket, but then I it was like, man, it's 2013. You do not have to live in these conditions anymore. So then I booted it into the SP, and then I. I, I I played through and I tweeted uh, burning down Viridian Forest because like I was literally just like walking up Weedle Ember. <laughs> Burn. Like it was great. Great. Like this torch. I saw you nodding along there. Are you also Team Charmander? Um I always have trouble answering this question because it's always fire or water depending on the generation. Mm-hmm. Um true. But because, you know, screw grass for the most part, except for my man Trico. I'm team Squirtle all the way. Um, as, as again, as, as the box art must have determined for us. Um, <laughs> but I, I was just, probably I, why I chose it. it was, um, I, I, was, I had to. Well, I actually didn't do that. I, never, I remember the first time I played, I chose Bulbasaur. This is what I mentioned about how I restarted my game at least once. Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I did Bulbasaur first played to some point and then just arbitrarily decided I'm gonna start over again and I started over again and I chose Squirtle and then that was how it burned you. <laughs> well let me let me say this. Statistically speaking, like in most of the most of the games, getting a grass starter is pointless because the first few things that you encounter are grass types. Mm-hmm. So like you want to get either fire or water because it takes much longer to find those in the wild. Right. That's true. Um, well, especially with, especially fire Pokemon, if you want to have, because yeah. I don't think that in the first game you can really get any fire Pokemon until you get to Cinnabar. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can find water Pokemon once you start fishing and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I mean, this game's kind of interesting because if you, if you pick Bulbasaur, you have a type advantage to the first two gyms. If you pick Squirtle, you have a type advantage to the first gym. And if you pick Charmander, you're weak to the first two gyms. So it's kind of like they built in this sort of difficulty curve, you right? Know, of like, hmm, how could we uh, allow players to subtly choose a difficulty? But since they don't tell you that, then everyone just chooses whoever they think looks the coolest, you know? Well, right, because they actually learn anything. <laughs> wherever you pick, the your your rival picks the the type that yours is weak to. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, from the get-go absolutely it's their mechanics but i mean i think that's why like i joke about like burning down of course but it's like i had to i had to level them up and try to grind out you know something that would i would have caught there that i could use against the first gym gotta get a neater in yeah learn, learn double kick 
Nidoran, Evolved to Nidoran King, one, one, one Pokemon run. For, yes. You know, speed run. Or yeah. you could do, I think the, I don't know if it's current right now, but for a while anyway, the um, world record speed run was with a Blastoise. So there you go. Squirtle is actually the best. Mm. Just saying. But I do want to get into, I do want to delve into that. We don't have to do it at the exact moment, but I do want to delve into like battle strategy and how it was for us then versus now. And like, yeah, but we, we can sit back on track for where we were. Well, then there, well, I mean, we touch on that. Cause like, you know, I don't know just, well, what do you mean by that? Cause I have, cause so, I have a so thought. For example, like I, I knew you, we've spoke before, like you'd never IV grinded, but you'd right. did, like the breathing and I think the EV stuff you said, or just the breathing. Well, in gen, well, starting in gen two. Yeah. I, I did some. Right. Right. Things, right. But, so like in, but for me in the beginning, it was always just about like, I want to max out my Charizard and as long as he has five throw and I want to Gyarados on my team with like hyper beam and I'm going to just wreck the elite for, but like now, you know, with go, and playing it again and the the battle interactions there like learning all that stuff now later and going back into the games and kind of applying that safe knowledge like type effectiveness which obviously back in the day i knew like water is good against fire and electric is good Mm -hmm. against water and rock is good against grass and you know like the elements always made sense but some of the other ones always got confusing like what's normal fighting because you're gonna you're gonna beat the normal joe like right. whatever but then you know because you you brought up hariyama and he's one of my like best fighters in my party and go yeah um and but like if i were like playing through back then i probably would have judged him based on his look because like he looks goofy and you know right flappy around and stuff but um but no just just like because back in the day like I, I just played through but you know now I think there's a, people talk about like the like the gameplay meta, like the game within the game of like you know maxing out all of your IV and you know getting the best uh, move combination, like the best move set and stuff like that. And um, I'm trying to lose my train of thought now. <laughs> well, I think it's funny because I think people didn't really deal with that stuff until like the internet really became a big thing and people were able to. Right. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cause like it's now, now it's become such a big thing as to like go beyond just playing the game to like, you know, burn down or, you know, burn down just yes. to have like a vampire plays Mewtwo or whatever. It's interesting. Right. I see you, Spence. <laughs> had, to, had, to, had to hit that. I thought the same thing. Um, I knew, I saw the smirk. That's why I said it. <laughs> Wait, what? You said go you beyond. You said go beyond, and I said plus ultra. It's from My Hero Academia. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Spence, were you, were you going to jump in with something else? It looked like you had someone else to add. I did. Um, my whole battle strategy, much like Zach, was let me get the strongest attacks and just beat the hell out of my opponents. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, that I'm playing, like, Let's Go and, um, and like, Go and stuff, mainly Let's Go, I'm actually, like, using, like, the buffs and the, the debuffs and stuff like that because mainly because you specifically, Alex, when we played Diamond and Pearl versus, 
had Cradilia and Cronitos and would just consistently like sap my life and debuff right. me and I wouldn't be able to even like breathe on you. Right. And we- like ever since that happened, I wouldn't I, I I completely changed my strategy after I would just continuously get rocked in that. When you say buff, you mean like the things that like boost like your defense and your yeah, like sword dance and, and like tail yeah, whip. So and, that, that, and that's like that's that. one thing I'm trying to still understand. I know, and I've I've seen it work because when I'm fighting someone that keeps boosting their damn defense, and I keep trying to hit them with the same attack that's supposed to be powerful, and it gets weaker and weaker each turn. It's very annoying. Um, but yeah, like like leer first first move to go growl digit. Like you know, right. let me get some yeah. Back in the day, that was like, that was that was me, right? But like, and and let's go like, you know, like as Ben said about like you're paying attention to like the mechanics of it is I'm doing this same thing more so with like IVs and type effectiveness. Like you're looking up, okay, so this gym leader is gonna have this guy, this guy, this guy. What are the best types? Who are the best ones that have like the best attack stats and you know like defense and overall health and everything like that. And just kind of seeing like how that actually like plays into the game and like how it can be more than just walking around and catching little bugs and monsters in your pocket. Right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, buffs yeah. are definitely something I have to understand still because I don't get it. Especially all the add-on like like the buff items you can use in like Let's Go. I'm like, I'm wasting a turn using that. I don't I don't know. Well, well, the reason for, the reason why it seems pointless is because the core game is so easy that it's never even necessary. You know, That's true. If you, if you have a grasp yeah. on how the type effectiveness works, you never really need to do it. You know, right? That kind of stuff is is really designed for, you know, people battles and things like that. True. You know, like and I think Spence sort of pointed that out when he said that I used to stop him all the time in Diamond and Pearl. That was like the first gen because that was when um those games connected to online so at that time i was trading with people online i was battling people online i was really heavily involved in the game facts forums um trading with people and learning different strategies and things like that you know so like that was i think maybe the that might still be the only gen that i like completed the whole pokedex for as well you know but like that was when you really had to think about you know what is the meta of this game like you know it's really only when you're going up against actual other human players you know what i mean what really made me mad is i literally had like a level 100 tyranitar and a level 100 deoxys and i would still just get dumpstered yeah no max yeah well it's because of how many different like crazy combinations you can have you know what i mean yeah like like the cradily thing you mentioned i don't really 100 percent remember the strategy you know but like i know it had ingrain so it digs its roots into the ground and restores its health if you give it leftovers mm-hmm. it restores its health every turn um you can teach it like leech seed or even just giga drain so it can restore its health you know yeah, and then, you, drain all and then yeah. you just boost and you bumped defense, defense. yeah yeah and, and then as long as you don't come across defense. anything that's actually like type effective against it you know it's just going to sit there and suck up damage until your opponent's team is weaker you know and then you can swap in something else that's all that's really strong just to take out anybody who's left, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, when I'm playing, like, the story of the games, you know, the thing that I like to typically do is just every time I try to play with a different team, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, playing through Let's Go now, I'm kind of a little bit of, I'm, like, half nostalgia, half real team because I'm playing Pikachu. And so then I have Pikachu on my team. I have the three stars right. on my team. 
you know, and then I have room for just two people that I've never used before. So right. I'm swapping those two slots, you know, just with people I've never used. Um, right. But even yeah. in those cases, like I don't put a whole lot of thought into what buffs am I going to keep around because right. they're not usually necessary, you know? Yeah. I, later, I, I, I should probably actually just liquidate all the ones I have in my bag and they're just sitting there. But what's, what's really funny about that is that I'm literally the same except I have EV. So it's like EV, the three starters. And then I have uh, Dodrio, which I would never have used mm-hmm. like in my life. And then um, I swap in like in and out the last Pokemon. Usually it's just like whatever I need for the, the next fight. Right. But it's, it's just really funny to, and actually I just got Hitmonchan. So I'm, I'm using Hitmonchan cause he has like all the, all of the um, types. So mm-hmm. it's like, now I have like a little bit of everything, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I've been using Sand Slash and Mr. Mime in those two spots, two Pokemon I've never before used in my life. Yeah, oh, Sand Slash is the goat. Because there's, there's other options. I don't usually go to go to ground types. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. trying to use them and trying to use them in type effectiveness, and I, I don't know maybe I'm just he's not trained enough. But like, and that's the other thing too is I think at some point, and it's an interesting thing what they did with Let's Go is taking away some of the battling mechanics and how people would generally like level grind where and, and then now you're just playing it and going through gym to gym to bang out and like rack up the badges go to elite four and catch them all you know i find i'm now like going to gyms that i thought seemed pretty okay and even with type effectiveness i'm getting wrecked you know you know just because you're progressing through a lot faster now I think the gameplay of Let's Go is like incredibly fast compared to the other ones where, you know, and I think maybe the shoes thing and the bike probably kind of play into it. But I just remember back then they just seemed so much more drawn out and involved. Mm-hmm. Like, do do any of you re- uh, remember the first time you beat it? Like, I know I did at least once. I don't remember the specific time though. Like, like how long it took you? Well, not just how long, but like just you. Do you remember like when you're like, yeah, I finally beat this game. Like, I beat the Elite Four. I've caught, you know, well, I don't think I've ever completed the Pokedex. Have right. You? Uh, not in the first game, no. No. Is it even possible now? Because weren't a lot of them, like, through, like, release events and stuff? No, you could, well, in the first game, you can legitimately complete the Pokedex because there's a way to get Mew through a glitch. Right, um, right. And then you would just have to trade your other versions. I mean, technically, you can actually use the same glitch to get Mew to get the other Pokemon too, but that's a lot easier to just, you know, right. point another version or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. But I never, I never did that back in the day, you know. Yeah. Um, because I think it took a, it took a while before people realized that you could actually get Mew. You know, there were those rumors about yeah. like Mew was underneath a truck that you yes. had to, you know, yeah, but like that wasn't real. You know, what, so like what, what was the glitch? The actual glitch? Yeah, what, was that the one that you had to walk up and down the islands in Cinnabar, or was that the missing? No, that's the missing no glitch that you can okay. use to duplicate your items. Right. Um, no, the the Mew glitch. It's the short version of it is that basically you have to um, get a catch an Abra first of all, and then right. you have to outside of Cerulean City there's a Pokemon trainer that has a slow poke mm-hmm. and you have to walk up to him. And the second he's going to like walk up to you, you have to flee using right. the teleport away. 
I hope I'm remembering this correctly. And then you got to go back and then um, I think like after like a certain number of steps, even the game like thinks that you're still in a battle right? and it will just put you into a battle and it will load a Pokemon based on, I think the special attack stat of the Pokemon it thinks you're fighting. And right. it's just in this case, Slowpoke happens to correlate to Mew somehow. So then a Mew right. will appear and you can catch your Mew in it's totally safe way. Because and I've done that before. The same attack stat. The battery died, so I don't have it anymore. Do do they have um, the same attack stat? No, it's it's a totally like normal Mew that you can catch. It's like level five, and then raise it as you would normally raise a Mew. You know, what other glitches really? Um, too many to count. (laughs) Yeah, way too many. Most of them actually revolve around like the missing no glitch though. Yeah, which is, like, which is the big thing everybody learned about, you know, how right. to do that one to to duplicate your items, and you could have eight million master balls and never have to worry about catching right. a Pokemon. Then you know, Did we we found out what the missing no actually was, wasn't it? it? Was like it was the empty slot for a Pokemon that they never made or something like that, or um, basically it's just like unused code or like deleted right. code because the game. Yeah, it was over. Uh, I mean, I don't really have all the details in front of me to go into it now, but if you look into right. it. Uh, the first Pokemon games are just total disasters from a code standpoint. Right. There's just so much random BS yeah. that is in the game. You know, right. it took them, I think, like five years to make the first Pokemon games. And it's just like code on top of code on top of code on top of, you know, there's just so much mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, they, it's, yeah. And it's like a buggy mess, you know, there's, yeah. which makes it really Explains fun to, be able to exploit, you know, the game. Um, but there's like actually multiple like missing no type glitches in the game. I didn't know that. I would. I only knew the one. And um, they can all be used to do different things, you know. But there's like a fun glitch that, like, if you watch like some speed runs that can use glitches, there's some really great ones that let you, you know, just put whoever you want into your Pokedex right. basically at any time. There's ones that let you just jump into the Hall of Fame room and, and end your game. Right. You know? it's right. There, a- there was the one that I saw that was, uh, it was the solar run through with like a level 50 Gengar or whatever that you get like right after Raiden Forest through, like you have to go in, come back to Palatown, do a dance. Which- I believe it. Which I think is kind of might explain why there were so many rumors about things like, you know, um, Mew underneath the truck and stuff right. like that. Because right. somehow, like I'm thinking about now, I'm just like, you know, how in the hell did we ever find out about the missing no glitch? Because there's like a near zero percent chance we looked about that, looked that up online somehow. You know? Well, it's like, the same way we all knew how to blow onto the Nintendo cartridge. To be someone told to... someone who told someone who told someone. Yeah, who told no, someone. it's it's a it's a, f- a phenomenon. We were just talking about it with. Uh, and Kevin the other day I think it's like it's like a thing that like you know same like kids on the playground you tell one kid they tell the other mm-hmm. kids and it just it becomes such a global societal thing it just happens Great. yeah I think it's kind of more fun because then it's it's you're getting more involved well it's kind of funny if you think about like if you were to ignore the existence of like strategy guides online mm-hmm. And think about, like I mentioned before, in Gen 4, when I was online talking to people on the GameFAQs forums about, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? What's the best way to do this? You know, it's almost like by complicating things, they made it so people on a larger scale had to communicate. 
because before it was just like you and a buddy you had opposite versions could figure the whole thing out now it's like okay you and 10 other people need to figure it out so you're all online on a forum working out how this game works you know what i mean right and obviously like online strategy guides are gonna eliminate some of that nowadays you know um but there is still like a community aspect to it just on the internet instead of you know in your first grade classroom yeah you know? for sure we can talk about pikachu yeah. really quick yeah yeah talk about talk about oh, pikachu edition uh the special yellow. pikachu edition pokemon uh, yellow pokemon yellow well it actually says just special pikachu edition on it um oh, really? Was yeah. the yellow like an after name or is that on the box art? No, it's it's on the box art. <laughs> okay. I remember get when this game when did it come out? I guess it must have come out in 1999, so like a full year. This one I did not wait to get at Christmas time. I remember demanding mom take me to Toys R Us. Uh and <laughs> had to go to um the little video game area behind the case asked for my Pokemon yellow version and used some gift cards. Um, my gift cards had expired because this was back when it was still legal to let your gift cards expire and take the money back off of them. And, um, but that's how I got my special Pikachu version. And it's a very special game because it's the first one that let, that let a Pokemon follow behind you, which has come in and out of the series multiple times back in it now in the let's go games. Mm-hmm. And Pikachu would come behind you. You could talk to your Pikachu and you could tell how happy it was with you. If you let it die, it'd get very angry at you, that kind of thing. Um, Wait, did it actually die like a Tamagotchi? I, I, I never played Yellow, so I never... didn't actually die, Zach. Okay. It's in battle. Okay, really Pokemon, come on. Well, yeah. you know that, that, that meme where the guy finishes the version red box art and it's like, all right, man, everything's great. I just have just the thing to add that'll just take this to like 100 and then it's the little picture of the crying Cubone, and, it's just, and it just says, yeah, an abandoned orphan. Wow. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I have not seen that. There's, there's been drama with the box art before. Um, I have not seen that. It's messed up. Um, yeah. Regardless. But, <laughs> uh, but this, this is a game that sort of plays a little bit like Pokemon Red and Blue, but then also incorporates things from the anime. You know, like Jesse and James are in it. Yeah, and you, like let's go. Yeah, one they of the, one of the, because one of the uh, name options is Ash. Yeah, so I always thought, and like, isn't it wasn't intended to be like the companion game to the show, but with the storyline of the games, mm-hmm. kind of since that like that's what they like the show did, right? Yeah, well, because the show was so popular, you know. Right. Right. They um, they made this game as like an version. Of the other two games, you know, and threw Pikachu in it because then everybody loved Pikachu so much, you know. Yeah, so it's funny because they changed like Pikachu's front sprite to be like, oh, it's a cute Pikachu. Oh, it's your Pikachu. But like its back sprite in battle is still the same one from Red and Blue, where he's fat and he's just like electricity coming out of his ears. That's so Um, wild that like everyone fell in with Pikachu. And I mean, I guess thank. Thank God the show because in red, blue, and green, like he's he looks like a little rat troll. Not not an attractive sprite at all. Yeah, he's a little little chunky monkey. Yeah. Um but like that's fine. You know, he's doing smiles his best. cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, I think it's it's you know they they somehow struggled with with that. I don't really know any of the details about how they picked Pikachu to be the anime mascot. You know what what that was based on or not. Um, but it was definitely a good choice because people love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's you know I played through all of Yellow as well. Um, probably multiple times, and that's obviously the one thing that they based the Let's Go remakes on. Yeah. Um, so people can you know play it all all over yeah. again. And how how many of those like just the story mechanics are pulled from Yellow? Because like obviously if that's going out, I know you like the interaction thing seems to have been similar. Were there any other things that were like similar? Well, Jesse and James are in Let's Go. Right. Um, the ability so, to yeah, catch, you know, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle in yeah. the wild. Um, your rival gets an Eevee. Um, I think even the rivals, like evolution mechanic works the same way because, you know, Eevee can evolve into three different Pokemon, obviously. And which Pokemon it evolves into is determined by how you lose to him in the first two battles you know so there's the mandatory battle really that you have inside professor and then there's the optional battle you can do if you try to go towards the pokemon league yeah um if you win both of those battles it'll evolve into a jolteon um i think if you lose either battle it turns into flareon and if you lose both battles it's a vaporeon i must have lost either or not completed the other one because i'm pretty sure i ran into him and he had a vaporeon no, I thought I had Flareon, but I didn't lose. Huh? Is he? I, I don't know if the type effect is this. I mean, they might have they might have adjusted that a little bit. I just know that right. I beat him in both cases in my game, and he has a Jolteon yeah. right now. So interesting. I have Eevee. So you have an Eevee, so none of this matters to you. No, no. Yeah. In evolution, you cannot evolve your Pikachu in this game. Can't. If you try to evolve it, it'll be sad. The only way you can do it is if you trade it to another game and then trade it back and then evolve it because you're a monster. But don't do. But it. just like let's go, you can't evolve. Right. Yeah. And if you trade that Pikachu into gold and silver, it'll be holding a light ball, which is a special item that makes Pikachu's attacks stronger. All right. I don't know that. Um, but then but then I'm pretty sure you can then evolve it in gold and silver if you wanted to. But again, mm-hmm. you have to be a monster to trade your special Pikachu from Pokemon Yellow into another game. Does that cartridge still work? I mean it works, but the battery's dead. So same same problem with blue. The, the the battery is what allows it to save. So you yes. you can play arcade style and get as far as you yes. can. Well, that's why I play it on my like on my Retron because the Retron can save it to its own memory. Uh, so okay. it'll when I boot up the game again, it'll be like, oh, this is where you were. So that's how I can play through the game that way. Well, I wonder how long it would take if you just left it on. Like if you just pause it and leave the Game Boy on, how long would the AA batteries last? They're like ten hour batteries. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So, overnight, <laughs> basically, yeah. don't do that. They they replace those batteries, <laughs> don't they? Like you can go to like a shop and they'll open up the case and replace the battery and then reglue it. Yeah, I mean, I could do it, but I don't really play it yeah. enough to warrant it right now. That's fair. You know? Or I could I just do, do it at it. home. Just all you need is a is just to do it soldering gun and uh, some pliers and, and a fresh battery. Yeah, so I could do it, but I just have, haven't really gotten around to doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, all my Pokemon batteries are dead, so maybe I'll do it at some point in the future. When when it's time to share with Liam. Brenna actually downloaded Yellow onto uh, her 3DS. 
mm. which Liam has played before. So we actually have a digital version of it. If Liam wants to play that, then you can just save that way. I didn't know there was a digital version for yeah, dude. It's on the eShop. Oh wow. Fancy. Get a get a DS and play it. Yet. Is it on a phone yet? No, it's not on a phone yet. I would, no, no, said why is it not on the phone yet? I would love it on the phone. It'd be great. Keep dreaming. Well. Um I actually back in the day I had a, a ROM emulator on, on an iPod that I played Pokemon on. Yeah, mm-hmm. well there you go. I've been there as well. Always ROMs. Fire Red. Mm-hmm. You had a ROM of Fire Red? Yeah. I, I I had a ROM of Fire Red. I kept that yeah, was the first ROM I downloaded when I re-downloaded ROMs. For shame. Well, because you weren't around. I, I, I eventually, I, I went back and played your version because I didn't... Uh, That's how I played Fire Red. Yeah. First. I, I didn't, <laughs> I and then didn't you want to keep me. playing on the phone. I, I wanted to feel like I was actually playing it again. So I, I actually, yeah, when I was... Um, that too, I also tried to just start it on the Advance and then eventually just went to the SP. So, so Fire Red and Leaf Green, I guess we should have mentioned since since Fire Red and Leaf Green are remakes of, oh, I guess Red and Green, but definitely Red and Blue. And um, that's actually the first generation where I bought both of them and then actually played both of them. So like I played right, the Fire Red and Fire Red just for giggles, I guess. Well, can you just take a well, moment and realize that like if they didn't do Leaf Green, it would have been Water Blue. Ocean Blue, Sea Blue. Some aqua blue. Well, it would have been water. It would have been water because fire red, leaf green. Like, yeah, they didn't. That wasn't. They didn't do grass green. You know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they could have come up with something different. Yeah. Well, the um. They probably would have done water blue though. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Was green any different from blue in in the states? Like when they re-released this, they chose so, to keep a green version. Is that like how they did? Let's go with like that or so this is kind of actually funny because you know how we always think of the third version right mm-hmm. and we typically think of like oh just like pokemon yellow which i actually almost said earlier and then i remember this, this isn't really true um pokemon blue was actually originally the enhanced edition that mm. they released in japan like a year or two later and that is what the u.s version is based on is japan's blue is what we ended up as Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Red. Ah, um, I see. So then in Leaf Green, is it more traditional with the original green or is it a, a the retelling of blue? Well, they, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they still use blue as the basis, but they changed so much that it almost doesn't really matter, you know? That's true. Like to some like to some degree, <laughs> you should almost be saying like, don't even bother playing red and blue anymore, you know? Like we just spent an hour talking about it for no reason because uh, <laughs> because Fire and Leaf Green are the definitive versions, you know. But there's like oh, a charm. Just play Let's Go. Yeah. Well, so, but so like a charm the original that people love, you know. Is, is how so? How far are we into generations with the remakes? Because I know they they keep remaking them to be compatible to help like aid in the moving of the Pokemon from one device to the other to keep your mm-hmm. your decks you know growing. Um, and then, like, you have like the supplemental versions and all that stuff. The answer is um, three. What's that? We're three generations in. That's that's where we're at. Which ones? The, you said the remakes. Fire how red, many? How many remakes? Fire there's fire red. Fire there's heart fire heart gold. There's heart gold and soul silver, and then omega ruby and omega sapphire. 
Alpha Sapphire. Alpha Alpha Sapphire. My bad. Mega Ruby and uh, Alpha Sapphire. Those are on the They're 3DS. on 3DS. 3DS. Uh, so then that means Pearl and Diamond are coming weeks. Pearl and Diamond are next. And they didn't? I thought they did. No, they didn't remake those. Not well, yet. They have all of I'm them 100% getting that because that was the only Pokemon game I've completed. Um, yeah. They have all of them are available on you know, the DS, the 3DS at this point. And if, and if you consider Let's Go to be like the definitive remake of the Kanto games, you know, then there's even no reason for them to go back and redo those a third time. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. Um, they can just keep going from 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 here now on. Um, right. One one other thing I I did want to touch on, and that's more just from my own knowledge. Uh, what separated the enhanced versions, like the the um, the crystals and the diamonds and like third editions that would always come out a couple months later? Mm-hmm. Like what what were those changes? Well, it's, it's different every time, you know. Right. They started doing a thing mm-hmm. where they and they actually stopped doing this after Gen 4. Diamond and, Diamond um, and Pearl didn't have one. Black and white to black and white too. Right, and then Gen didn't 6 didn't even, Gen 6 just got um. that was when they um, they did the they did the remakes. And, uh, the Ultra Moon. Well, no, I was saying with X and Y, they didn't do like a Z, which they had ruined oh, for yeah. a while, but they didn't. Yeah. Instead, they Diamond did, and Pearl they did didn't do remake. one. They did the remakes of um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, right, right. That's what I said. So Gen 4 was the last one to have a, to have a third version with Platinum. Um, but it was different for all of them. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. But like what they started doing was like Crystal involved like a different legendary. So then they had like the like that game's all about Suicune instead yeah, of being right. about one of the birds. And then right. Emerald is all about Rayquaza. And then Platinum's all about Giratina. Um, and then there's just like other kinds of like story tweaks. Right. And they also typically did like new sprite work, like the sprites in Crystal move or they don't move in Saf- in the Silver. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I can't remember that. if Pokemon follow you around in Crystal. I feel like they don't. Um, I thought they did. I thought that was a mechanic they that they kept from from yellow in addition to like the time of the day thing. I thought you could allow in one of the second gen you could allow Sprite to follow you. I thought. I don't know. Let's find out. Um the more you know. No. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Doesn't follow you. Never mind. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think they did. Um yeah, so there's just like a bunch of, you know, gameplay tweaks. You can catch both Ho-Oh and Rubio Crystal after you beat Kanto, you know. And then in Emerald, they introduced the Battle Frontier, I believe. Right. It was that one, um, which was like a whole extra mode you could do after you beat the game. Um, and then in Platinum, you know, they had a whole bunch of other extra junk that you could do. And then they stopped doing those. So... Yeah. They started just doing I don't even things. know what they added in Platinum because there was already so much stuff to do in Pearl and Diamond. That, yeah, know. I don't think I ever finished that one. I think I burned out because, like I said, I spent so much time playing Diamond. Diamond, yeah. I think I just beat the story of Platinum and was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was why I think it was smart of them to effectively soft reboot the series with Black and White by making it so that you could only catch um, Unova region Pokemon in that game. Until you beat it, very smart move. 
Uh, do you think they're going to do that with Sword and Shield? Because the trailer seems to hint at no, that there will be a mixed bag of... No, I think that they're going to have it... Um, we talked about... Every single gen. Show. Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, trailer shows the Pokemon the from video, every gen. Man. You don't want to put the show... The, the trailer that they showed has a Pokemon in it from every generation, so... Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's going to be available. Think, yeah. Interesting. From the beginning. Which is fine. I mean, I personally... I think it's more personally think it's more interesting when you limit the yeah. number of Pokemon you can get. Yeah. Just a lot. too many options otherwise from the yeah, Because we're up to one. party better go from six to twelve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anyways. Oh, that's gonna be those are long battles though. It's gonna be a long that's battle. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Give me a hard mode. With <laughs> maybe maybe eight. Eight. A nice solid eight would be good. All right. Well, well I mean if you're including every yeah, generation, yeah. every Pokemon dude, you know, you you're gonna have to because otherwise, people are just going to use the most OP from the previous generations, and no one's going to give a damn about the new ones. Well, that's why I always try to limit myself to just Pokemon from that generation, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah, no, same, but... Yeah. Plus, it's on console, so, you know, who knows what they're going to do with it. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, they could exactly. They could add more Pokemon. You know, they could change a lot of things that... Because it's kind of funny, they, they change things sort of incrementally every time, you know? But, like, so much of it is based on, like I mentioned before... The first games are kind of a buggy mess because it took them five years to make, you right. know. And a lot of the decisions they made, like the number of Pokemon you can carry, you know, like I'm sure those were based on just like hardware limitations. Like, okay, we don't want to make code for a seventh or eighth Pokemon, so let's just stick right. it to six because it feels like a. If you really think about it, like why six? It's kind of arbitrary number, you know. Right. Around five. Five is a number that is halfway to ten. You know, you can do five. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Interesting if they give you the option to maybe play on a mode that gives you eight, you know? I mean, if you think about it, maybe it was five, and it's just that six slot is so that they, they assume we would always have our starter as, like, the slot. So, I don't yeah. know. Probably has something to do with, I'm sure the number six probably divides very evenly into the number of of bits the memory was allowed to hold. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Probably, why. <laughs> probably way easier. Um. So okay, so no last thoughts. We think we we think we got it all out. Yeah, Pokemon is good. Gen one done. Um, I think we definitely need to do more of these somehow. We'll keep talking about each game. I might be able to swing a Gen two and beginning of Gen five just from a more of a nostalgia standpoint. Otherwise, I'm only really good at other trilogies. Fun fact. Go. Let it play. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this here in case we never do a Gen three episode, but when I went back through my games, it turns out that I had like 300 hours in Pokemon Ruby, which is probably the most I've ever put into a single game. I cannot imagine what I did in that game for 300 hours, um, but apparently yeah, I really really liked it back in the day. Did you load it up and like see what your party was and what the stats were and everything? And yeah, well, I mean, I had like. Were. Groudon, you know, maxed out. My starters, oh, okay. starters all maxed out, you know. But that game also had like a whole like mini game loop where you had a secret base that you could furnish with stuff throughout the game. And it was also the first game it introduced. I play Ruby uh, now. <laughs> yeah. It introduced um uh what are they called? Pokemon contests as well, which I'm sure I spent a ton of time doing. Before. In Pearl, dude. I spent so much time in those. Yeah. So if you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you for sticking around until the end. Um, please like this video, drop us some comments about your personal favorite Pokemon in Gen 1. Um, obviously, like we said, you know, Blastoise is the best choice. Um, 
and <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, subscribe to the channel. We'll see more like this. Just we're gonna, we're going to continue to do these memory nostalgia videos. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we want to do more of these. Um, as well as the the Monday news show, seems like those are getting a little bit of traction. I've gotten some good feedback on that as well. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, um, sorry for all the visual jokes. Um, <laughs> we will please leave us a review in iTunes. Um, we really do appreciate all the support there. And you can follow us on Twitter at Brotherly Love G1. We are also on Twitch at Brotherly Love G1. Um, if you're listening or watching this on the first day it's out, um, come back later today. I will be streaming on Twitch, Yoshi's Crafted World, probably with my wife. We're gonna we're hoping to do the co-op stream. Since since you can apparently co-op the entire game, we're gonna see how that goes. Um, Spence, any streaming plans in the future? Gonna finish. Uh, well, I don't know about finish, but I'm gonna keep playing Recore. Um, at some point, I need to finish Super Bomberman because I think I'm on like the last world. But it's just like that game's such a pain in the ass that it's right. It's I'm, I've been pushing myself away from it. Um, do it. I also might. I also might start Fallout Four because I just picked that up, so I might do a playthrough of that. Cool. So I'm thinking about showing off that. Cool. Speaking of showing things off, actually, I mean, like I mentioned to Spence earlier today. Um, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I'm going to say it out loud now so that I can hold myself accountable for it. Um, I want to start doing weekly-ish, maybe, I don't know, monthly um, streams focusing on different indie games. I play a lot of indie games and I like to talk about them. So sometime within the next week, I'm going to do a stream of the first level of The Messenger where I'm going to just play the game, talk about it, let you know my thoughts, let you know where you can get it. And then that'll be it. I'm going to play it on Switch. I think you can get it on Switch. I think a PS4 version just came out. It's on PC too, I believe. Um, Zach, you should play that game. I told you before. You like Shinobi, you like Ninja Gaiden. It's good. It's on the, I think I added it to my wish list. Cool. And okay, so that's going to be it. I'm going to wrap it up before we do too much outro. And we will see everybody next time. Thanks for watching. Bye. Cheers.